Hey, hey there, fellow warrior trauma disruptor. Let's talk about fear. Better yet, overcoming it. You hear me talk about fear a lot. Here's the deal. Our beasts are not real creative. They keep coming at us with the same old things over and over and over. But they're really good at making sure it's something that works for us, right? We keep revisiting that same issue. If it's lack of self-confidence, it seems like things are just dropped all around us to help us feel less confident. If it's shame, those little shame things keep coming at us. So they're tailored for us. But I think certain things are universal. And fear is one of them. Fear is probably, in my opinion, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, reasons that we never step up and step out and do what we're here to do on this earth. It's why we choose to stay down on the mat. It's why we live in shame instead of standing on top of our story. It's why we continue in guilt. It's why we end up in victim land and just can't seem to get out. It's why we allow other people to abuse us. There's fear somewhere in it. It's why we don't try new things. It's why we stop believing that we're worthy. It's why we stop allowing ourselves to get better when somebody else isn't. It's why we don't give ourselves permission to be better, permission to stop living in trauma and and allowing it to control us. It's why we stop believing that we are unique and valuable. And that piece of the world's puzzle is incredibly important. Fear. Fear holds us back. So I want to share with you three compelling reasons why you should overcome fear. I want you to get this one down before we get started, though. It doesn't mean that you're never going to be scared. So if you're looking for the episode that is completely eliminate, obliterate fear, you've come to the wrong episode. You've actually come to the wrong podcast. You've come to the wrong girl. I don't think it's possible. But it does mean that fear is no longer running your life. There's a big difference. I mean, life's scary. There are scary things in life. You're not going to be able to completely avoid fear. It's not going to happen. So if that's the reality, then why wouldn't we learn to overcome it? You notice that word overcome? That's different. It's not eliminate. It's overcome. It means it no longer has a hold on you. You'll feel fear, but you'll do it anyway. You'll get scared, but you'll plow through. You can learn to stand up and face your fears even when you would rather run from them. So what's kind of interesting is that sometimes I feel like when I talk about fear, overcoming fear, that people are thinking about, okay, I have to overcome my fear of heights or my fear of spiders or whatever. And you can do that, sure. You can use any of these techniques to, to, for those types of things. But sometimes we don't think about it in regard to the things that I listed earlier. Like, for instance, giving yourself permission to matter when somebody you love is crashing. I wouldn't think that fear would be the first thing that came to your mind. But let me just use that as an example. There's fear involved there because we're afraid that if we start getting better and we start focusing on ourselves, we've somehow left that situation behind. You know, the one we never had control over anyway. We've left it behind. 
and we've stopped, you know, white knuckle gripping it and just clinging to it. And that somehow, because we're going over here, right, we're moving this other direction and focusing on ourselves, then if something bad happens, we're going to feel like we caused that. Now, as I'm telling that story, I want you to step back out of your situation and think about that. Do you really think that whatever's happening over here is impacted by negatively by you getting better? I mean, you self-destructing because another person is, is not helping them. That's for darn sure. It's not helping you or anybody else. But that's our fear, right? I remember that when I decided to get better, I felt it's kind of weird. I don't even know how to explain it. But if you're in this situation, I probably don't even need to explain it to you. It's, it's as if, if I just stay in angst and if I just sit here and just, you know, think about it constantly and if I don't sleep and if I just live in this awful state of chaos and confusion, that I'm present in it. But if I go over here and get myself better, I've stopped being present in it. Well, I guess in a way that's true. It doesn't mean we stop loving or caring. It doesn't mean we can't be a, a, a sounding board. We can't be filled with wisdom. But we cannot circle the drain with somebody else. And listen, the person that you are, that you love, if this is your situation, and I use something like circling the drain, I don't want you to take that in a negative connotation. I'm just saying that they're going spiraling downward. And if you can't stop them, then why go down with them? If you could stop them, you would have already done it. It doesn't mean you won't stand with them when they choose to overcome their own fear. When they choose to stand up and battle their own beasts, of course you would. But we're talking about the only person you can control, and that's you. So these are the kind of things when I say shame, when I go, well, you know, we need to shed the shame. How could there be fear in shedding shame? Well, we're sometimes we're attached to that person we've become that the shame has covered us in. And it's kind of scary to become someone different. It's kind of scary to let go of that piece of me that's become kind of my identity in a way. So whatever it is, there's fear attached somewhere. Then I come along and I go, face those fears. And you're going, really, Valerie? Why would I want to face that? It's scary. After all, shouldn't we avoid things that scare us? Hello. <laughs> I have never liked scary movies. I cannot figure out why anybody would pay money to be terrified. It makes absolutely no sense to me. So while I would avoid scary movies, I'm all for facing those fears and standing up to those lingering beasts that have us down. We all have them. We all have these beasts that we have to deal with on occasion or daily or every moment. I mean, there are traumas that leave us feeling defeated and hopeless and helpless, guilty, shame. I've mentioned some of these things earlier. So staying in bed with the covers over our head would seem like a pretty viable option to being strong and courageous, right? I mean, being strong and courageous is going to force you to dig down. You're going to have to, you know, go down and reach deep and learn some new techniques and shift your thinking and start making some different choices. The path of least resistance might be to ignore them. But often we're forced to face a beast when we'd rather run from it. That's certainly what happened to me with Jamie's addiction. It's certainly what happened to me with her murder. I'm sure it's happened to you with many things. So listen, let's talk about fear a little bit. I mean, really big stuff. 
In my future is a first-degree murder trial, and we've actually learned some more things about Jamie's case that when we're able to talk about it, it's going to be kind of mind-blowing. But you know the kind of stuff you watch on Dateline NBC? I would rather be doing just about anything than listening to the details of my daughter's life in the drug world and her final moments on this earth. I don't want to sit in that courtroom and listen to all that, but I'm going to. You see what I'm saying? I'm scared, you know, whatless. I really am. I'm scared to go to that trial when it happens. I'm scared, but I will do it anyway. Fear is a powerful emotion. I mean, and it's often it's one that drives our lives one way or another. So when traumas like addiction, abuse, abandonment, betrayal, or even murder become a reality, it's easy to stay stuck. For some, like me, we ride the roller coaster from hell continuously, reliving the trauma and pain until it becomes our identity. It took me nearly 13 years to pull the emergency brake on my ride and to declare war on my beast. And I did it while Jamie was lost in the belly of hers. So yeah, I was scared. I didn't know what in the hell I was doing or how I was going to get there. I just knew I couldn't live that way anymore. So it's really important for you to note, though, because you see this strong and courageous person, that I have taken a stand against my beast, but apparently he didn't get the memo or he chooses to ignore it because he keeps knocking on my door. It's not like I'm completely beast free. You know, I, I still fight and I still use my own resources, my own tools, my nine weapons of hope that I can't wait to to uh, get you moving into when we finalize our new membership programs. But the thing about fear is that it never entirely leaves us, as I mentioned earlier. So those lingering beasts are always going to whisper in our ears or scream in our faces, reminding us of our failures and shortcomings. So what we have to do is become courageous enough that when those beasts come calling and they want us to relive that trauma, you're a disappointment what a bad mom. You couldn't even save your own daughter. I bet Rich wishes he had chosen someone else to go out with that fateful night so many years ago. All of your brothers and sisters are doing better than you. Their kids are leading normal lives. Can you identify with any of this? These are some of my beast whisperings and screamings. You should have done this. You could have done that. Someone else would have. I bet you could add a few of your own, right? After all, you've been listening to the lies long enough so you know they're in there. You could whip them out. We tend to believe what we hear, especially when it's on repeat. Messages cram down our throats, even if we're the ones doing the cramming. They're no longer accusations. They become your truth. you got to stop listening to the beast. Once our self-worth. Now, this is where I really want you to get this on the fear. Once our self-worth is at an all-time low, fear creeps in. The doubts begin and we become paralyzed. I was paralyzed by fear. That's why I call it paralyzing fear. We question our every move until it becomes easier to avoid making decisions. Staying down on the mat with our beast on top of us is painful but it still might be more comfortable than standing up to take him on. Think about that. It's painful to live in fear, but it might seem more comfortable than going into the unknown. I tell you what, 
things are going to keep coming at us in life. So that's why we've got to continually build this courage. So when it comes at us, yeah, we're going to feel afraid. We're going to to feel like we don't know what the future holds. We're unsure how to handle things, but we know we're strong enough to do it. A few, a couple months ago, I should say, the, the preliminary hearing date for my daughter's killer, it had been delayed and delayed and delayed. And by the way, we're coming up on five years since her murder. Five years. So they told me a couple weeks in advance. And I, so I had a couple weeks to mentally and emotionally prepare to see him in person for the second time. The first time was when I saw him at his arraignment. And I stared him down and I even spoke to him. I wasn't supposed to, but I did. And, but it was, you know, it, it's, I don't know how to explain it. I'm not afraid like he's going to come over the, you know, table and come after me. It's, it's just a fear of facing that devil, that evil, that beast, that monster that took my daughter's life. Even though I have forgiven him, I want justice. And it's still weird to see him. You know, I don't think about him very often, but when something like this comes up, it gets in me and I start thinking about it, even subconsciously. So during those days leading up to that date, the hole in my heart just needed extra attention. I, I had to just give it some extra attention. So while that hole is going, you know, I need some attention, the beast goes, I'm striking now. The truth is, I'm not really afraid of seeing him. I'm scared of, of hearing about the details of my daughter's murder. So what I really would rather do that day is go to bed, pull the covers up over my head and go to sleep until he's behind bars. I'd rather not just do it for that day. I'd rather just do it until he's behind bars and this whole thing's over. I really want him to just plead guilty and, and just so I don't have to have a trial. That's what I want. But it's probably not going to happen. That is sitting out there in my future and I'm going to have to face it. So I'm either going to sit here and stare at that damn thing and have it scare me, or I'm going to say, no, I am bigger and stronger than anything like that. With God on my side, with my nine weapons of hope, with the legacy that I'm working on leaving, I am not going to allow that to take me down. And that's what you can do. Courageous people don't go back to bed and pull the covers over their head. Have you ever had a medical report that required extra testing? It's scary, isn't it? You have to wait for a couple weeks sometimes for those results. It can be terrifying. Perhaps you've even put off doing the biopsy or blood test for fear of the results. I get it. When Fiona was a kitten, this is, you know, my cat. Of course, it was a cat if she used to be a kitten. <laughs> She loved playing with dogs. She did not know she was a cat. And she didn't hear, you know, she didn't know they were supposed to be mortal enemies. So when my brother's Springer Spaniel would come to visit, and he was way bigger than she is, he would walk past little tiny Fiona with his head turned the other way, like, eh, if I don't see her, she can't see me. That was the way he tried to deal with it. Just pretend she didn't exist. Wouldn't we all like to do that? Just pretend our fears didn't exist. Pretend the things that we have to face don't exist. That's often our attitude regarding things we want to run away from, of course. So let's look at three compelling reasons based on everything I just said. I'm going to give you three quick reasons that you need to face your fears. Number one, fear doesn't go away because we refuse to face it. It just doesn't. 
So contrary to what my brother's dog Finnegan thinks, fears don't leave us because we ignore them or turn our head away from them. In fact, they will likely continue to grow if we don't take a stand. Number two, compelling reason. Second compelling reason to face your fears. Being a fear facer will give you confidence. Man, I am such a confident person compared to that scared Valerie riding that roller coaster from hell, that never-ending cycle. It's empowering to be the one who feels scared but does it anyway. You try it and you tell me that's not true. When you become a fear facer, you tell me that you don't feel that. I, I don't believe you. You are going to feel so confident. You're going to love how it feels to be a fear facer, to do it anyway. The third reason, compelling reason that you need to face your fears is that somebody else needs your courage. In my nearly 60 years on this planet, I never imagined the amount of fear we're all facing today, collectively as a society. Forget our individual problems, just even as a society, add that to your problems and wow. Somebody close to you or somebody you haven't even met yet needs you to lead the way. You could be the one that leads somebody out of the darkness. Now tell me that doesn't excite you. And I'm talking to you. No matter how you feel today, you could be the one. I'm watching some of the most, the least likely women being the one to lead others out of the darkness. It's incredible. These three compelling reasons are just the beginning, but they are compelling enough to begin learning the strategies to overcome fear. So remember, I want you to remember this. It's not eliminating fear. It just means that what scares you no longer has a grip on you. So you might know about my nine actions and they're still very relevant, but I've taken them to a whole new level with my nine weapons of hope. We've decided to turn that into memberships. Can't wait to, to share it with you. But the best way to stay connected with me that can even help you start living a life of freedom from your fears and so much more is to join my Trauma Disruptors community. It is a private community on my website hosted by Circle. There's an app on Circle if you have a, an iOS device, but you can still get there from any browser. I really encourage you to join us. Link arms with us. We've got a lot planned for that community and it's a private, safe place for you to become encouraged, for you to share how you're feeling and connect with other people who might be feeling just like you. Remember, you're not alone, no matter what you're going through. Your story matters, so I'm always reminding you to live it courageously. Link arms with me and other warriors because it is time, my friend, for all of us to disrupt our trauma for good. <laughs>